Hello everyone, if you're listening for the first time, welcome to Shift Happens. I'm Shiva. Just gonna give it a few minutes for more people to come and join me. But if you're listening for the first time or watching me go live for the first time, um, this is episode 10 of Shift Happens. Shift Happens are just conscious conversations that I'm having with people who have experience certain things in their lives that have changed almost like changed the the path that they were on so today's guest is actually somebody that i met through the fitness community uh alicia i'm gonna just wait for her to come on and introduce herself when you get to know more about her so the whole purpose of me doing these talks right these uh these little interviews and conversations is pretty much just to help people like yourself who may be going through certain challenges or certain things in your life that you are not quite sure how to navigate it you're not quite sure how to maybe rise above it or you wanting to do something with your life um but you've never seen somebody else do it and maybe you're looking for the evidence maybe you need to see somebody else that have gone through certain things for you to go oh wow so I can get through this too, in your own way, obviously. Um, Alicia is here, so I'm just gonna... I'm really excited to talk to, to Alicia. She's amazing. You're gonna, you're gonna fall in love with her. Alicia! Hello! <laughs> Hello! Oh my God, it's been so long. I know, right? <laughs> it's been forever. <laughs> Crazy! All right, so... I did a little brief introduction, but I just want to do it again. So, because I see like new people are hopping on and just to let people know that I'm having these conversations with people like yourself who are living lives that I like to say on paper doesn't make sense. <laughs> right? True. Like, yeah. on paper, it just doesn't make sense. But almost to the point that you're like, but how? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm having these conversations just to show people almost like to be the, the example of, hey, your life can be whatever the freak you want it to be. So your true, life can yeah. be whatever it is, whatever's calling to you, whatever expression is trying to come through you, it's coming through for a reason and follow it because I've done it, which is pretty much what, I, what I'm realizing from all of these conversations. <laughs> so I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you for taking the time. No uh, problem. Just to shut it off, if you can just let us know who you are and how you show up in the world. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> well, I'm Alicia Bell. Um, do you want like a full like history or just like current? Honestly, or... whatever feels good for you. Whatever okay. feels good for you. <laughs> My name's Alicia Bell. A lot of people think I'm from Toronto, but in fact, I'm from a very small village. Village. I actually didn't even live in the village. I lived outside of the village um, called Plaster Rock, New Brunswick. So that's where I consider home, although like I'll say like Toronto's home, but it's not. It's actually New Brunswick. Um, and currently I'm an IFBB figure pro online coach, but I haven't always been that. I've always been involved in fitness and sports from a very early age. And I studied kinesiology in university. I went to Dalhousie University. Um, but uh, traveled and lived in multiple cities and finally landed myself in the Toronto area. And um, yeah, I show up in the world as uh, my best self, I like to think. And uh, I think anything that I've like tried to do, not just to become like an IFBB pro, but 
anything in my life that I've like literally sat down and wrote a goal to like do has actually manifested and happened in my life to, to this date. So yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) that's, uh, that's how I ended up as a pro and here I am today talking to you, I guess. Amazing. Uh, So I know a little bit more about your story of how you even got to be um, where you are now, Mm -hmm. Um, like your health issue, like all of these things. So I'd love to, whatever comes up for you, obviously the first thing Mm -hmm. that comes up for you, right? What would you say was the first shift or the biggest shift in your life so far? Um, I feel like I've had a lot of phases. So what you're calling Mm -hmm. shifts, like a lot of phases. Mm -hmm. I think one of my biggest phases is I've always been involved in fitness and personal training, but I think like many, everybody really, we all had like that phase where we were like a party person or like Mm -hmm. wrapped up in being like (laughs) social. And I, I basically have traveled the world being that person. And then one day I was not tired of it, but I was like, I was still healthy. I still trained. I still worked out. I still ate very, very well. I just went out a lot. But mm-hmm. I think one day where, you know, I kind of was just like, I want to be competitive at something again. Cause I used to run competitive track, like at Olympic level. And I was kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'm, I'm always in the gym anyways. I might as well start bodybuilding. And I had always in my life, like always wanted to be a professional athlete and I always thought it was going to be track I was dead set that I was going to the Olympics for track like that was my future from the time I was like five years old until <laughs> I 25 was like my entire goal was to just go to the Olympics for track and field but I had I had no desire to like step on a stage in a subjective sport because track you like cross the finish line and you win mm-hmm. um but it was kind of like the I think it was like 2016 end of 2016 I wanted to compete against something because I have such a competitive personality. Like if you and me on the treadmill next to each other, I'm in a secret race with you. You don't know if I'm eating a bag of, if I eat a bag of chips with you, I'm secretly trying to eat more. Like I'm just, I'm having these contests in my head. You have no idea. Like I am the most competitive person when it comes to like anything like, Oh, you got a dog. I'm going to get a Frenchie that's 10 times bigger than your Frenchie. And I'm going to train him to pull a sled because he's going to be better than you. But like, (laughs) seriously like everything is a competition to me like even though it's not it's just like I make it into a competition yeah so I wasn't sure about bodybuilding because it's like one of those sports where it's like it's who's the best on that day and you know sometimes if the the bodies are so close um it can come down to the head judge being like I like her overall look better like do you know what I mean so I was very like I don't know if I want to compete in this sport. And my, yeah. friend, and my friend convinced me and I was like, I came last, like third call out. Jen Dory, Miss Bikini Olympia now, won, mm-hmm. my, won my class in bikini. And I was like, I hate losing. This is not it. I got, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. So I was like, that kind of bit me in the butt. So I think my biggest shift was like the day I was kind of like, I'm done this like partying like I still still go out but like not as frequent as I used to my dogs are fighting um (laughs) but um it was like I want to be that athlete that I always thought I was supposed to be yeah you know what I mean yeah my dog (laughs) (laughs) okay it's so funny that you brought up the the party phase Mm mm-hmm 
because like you said like I feel like everybody has gone through that and there was always that moment where you find yourself like at a party at, at the club where you kind of just like zone out of it and you look around and you're like why am I here <laughs> like, what I, is happening? and even then like when I was going out a lot like I, I still go and be social now don't don't get me wrong but yeah. when I was going out a lot like in that phase like sometimes I'd be the person I'd be like I'll be right back and then I just never come back like I was that person like just go into the washroom and I'd like leave and it's like you know it's like as fun as it was like it wasn't me to exactly to be there like something deep yeah. down inside of me was like just go home yeah <laughs> yep exactly I'm realizing this we all had that moment where we're just kind of like this isn't me like why am I here what am I doing yeah it's so funny that you talk about that wow <laughs> Um, okay, so let's go back to, so you decided, you were like, you know what, I actually want to, I want to give this bodybuilding thing a try. Mm-hmm. And then you did your first composition and you ended up last. So let's talk about what happened. Um, so I had actually been going through chemo, which you probably read about, right. second dog toy here. Um, <laughs> he keeps getting them and bringing them to me. Um, and they were sleeping before I started talking. But yeah, so I had a migrating tumor, um, not cancerous when I got it, but um, I don't want to go to your cage. This is not working. Hold on, sorry. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so um, I had a migrating tumor and I had to have chemo for it. But the whole time I was having chemo I never changed my life and I really didn't let that many people know that I was going through that because I'm not one I don't want sympathy from people like I kind of just like need to get through things on my own and like I hate it when people like how are you doing I don't know how do you think I'm doing like do you know what I mean so I did that all on my own but um it made I always was that fitness girl who always had abs like no matter what like I you know I just looked lean and then um the chemo made me like puffy And I didn't like that feeling. And my friend who competed at the time, Jen, she was like, you're in the gym all the time. Like, why don't you just start a prep? Like, you're going to get through this. Just start a prep, follow a program so you have something to focus on and not that. And I was like, well, I suppose so. (laughs) I was like, might might as well. And um, so then I started my first prep and then I did that first show and lost and like got the bug though. I just, I... Nothing gets me worse than losing. Like, that was, like, I looked at, like, Jen, who had won at the time. I, I thought I was bikini, but, like, the first feedback they ever gave me was switch to figure. But I was, like, no, I'm bikini because I love bikini. Like, if my body would let me be bikini, I would be bikini. But um, so that kind of just, like, set it off. Like, I had, like, the bug, and I was addicted to the competition yeah. part of it. And the fun, it's so challenging for just – just to be better than you were like it's just I don't know just to go into the gym lift heavier and then you know diet harder than you, you know you did last it's just it's very I guess it's a individualized sport not yeah. not the same as any other sport and so I just had the, the bug once I did that for sure <laughs> and your personality was just kind of like I'm just gonna keep going I'm gonna yeah <laughs> because it's like I looked at Jen who had won and I was like I, yeah. why can't that be me mm. And it's yeah. like, what? Why can't I? I can work just as hard. I can. I can do that. Like I have mm-hmm. the muscle. I can do that. So I was like, I'm gonna win. Let's go. <laughs> Damn. 
That's amazing. That's、yeah. so cool. <laughs> okay, so what was that transition from you now, always working out, always eating properly, like always being in shape, always almost like living an athletic kind of lifestyle? Like you're always active, you're still doing track, all of these things, right? So what was that? Progression to becoming a trainer to become like a coach.、Uh, um, when I was in university, my second year, a guy on the soccer team. His name is Raf Egan. He's actually living in Toronto now. He's a lawyer here now, but he was coaching the track team. But he was a soccer player, and he was like, "Alicia, I have no idea what I'm doing. You need to come help me because I know you run track. Like you're on the track team." And I was like, "Okay, I'll come help you." So I helped him coach this high school in Halifax called、mm-hmm. Queen, Queen Elizabeth High School. It's not there anymore, but、um, they replaced it with a high school called the Citadel Hill High School.、Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with Halifax or anything, so、um, I coached their track team, and kind of that just turned into. I actually had I actually coached Team Canada. I was a head coach of Ryerson University. I've done a lot of things with coaching. I've written、mm-hmm. a textbook that teaches. Uh, current coaches, what to do when they want to become a coach? Like my name's、mm-hmm. like published in the book, the textbook. I've taught the courses. I've done a lot in track, so I started coaching. And there's such a translation from track coaching to weightlifting because there's、yeah. a huge, huge component of track that no one really talks about. It's a lot of like powerlifting, so it's a lot of like cleans and jerks and snatches、mm-hmm. to create that movement, especially coming out of the blocks, the hip drive. There's so much translation, so a lot of Track coaching was coaching in the weight room, and with my kinesiology degree, it kind of just like fell into place. And after I graduated university, I took a job at like a gym. It was like a it was called Take Thirty in Halifax.、Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, uh, oh, I forget what they used to call them here. Uh, it was like a thirty-minute circuit for women, <laughs> and it was like you, they come in and they've got like thirty minutes, and they just go around to each like station.、Right. And that was my first like training job. And I was going to do that job and go back to school for physiotherapy. So I did that as a part-time job, and I worked as a kinesiologist the other part-time. So I had two part-time jobs, and I learned that I could make more money coaching、mm-hmm. um, in the gym than I did working as a kinesiologist. And I would have had to. The only thing I couldn't do in a physio clinic that the physios do basically was hook people up to machines. I could. You know, do you know the rehab? I could do the manipulations of like different variables for their like treatments. The only thing I couldn't do was hook them up to the machine. I could take them off the machine, but I couldn't hook them up. And I was like, I'm gonna go to school for another two years, pay more money, to still make less than <laughs> than I would be making personal training. Uh, that doesn't really make sense to me. So from that moment on, I was like, done with school. I'm a train. I'm a trainer now, and I. Started co- coaching track and just training full time、mm-hmm. at that point when I was just like, well, the money makes sense and、yeah. it doesn't make sense for me to go back to school right now. So I never, never, never went back for my physio degree, but I had my undergrad in kinesiology, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> I was kind of、yeah. like,、oh, I guess the school journey's done here. But even <laughs> even then, it wasn't because I did like a million and one courses afterwards. But <laughs> right, no, but that's really cool because. Yeah, like that's another pattern that I'm noticing too. Even for myself, you know, I had a I had a corporate job, and I started modeling freelance on the side. And then one day I just sat down. I was like, wait, 
I make more money from like my weekend shoes than I do my nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Nine to five that I'm like forcing myself to wake up super early to go to, to go in the subway around people early in the morning with their bad attitude. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, oh, <laughs> it's, it's wild. Like never in a million years did I think I didn't plan on being a trainer. I went to school for yeah. kinesiology simply because this is how competitive I am. At the time I ran track. And I was like, if I take a kinesiology degree, I can learn about biomechanics and learn about what can make me a better runner than somebody else. Wow. <laughs> like that was my thought when I went to university wow. and why, why I took kinesiology because I was that competitive. I was like, where can I get the advantage? If I get a degree in kin because I love sports and I love biomechanics, I can be a better track runner. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's, that's dedication. That's amazing. <laughs> right. And I was actually, now that we were talking about, I, I guess I have a pattern of that because yeah. um, when I was coaching track for like a greater part, I decided to take all these courses. So I took like my FST, my fascial stretch therapy course, because I wanted to be able to stretch my athletes and have them perform better. So I took the FST course because I wanted my athletes to be better. Like, I, I, I guess there's like a pattern of me immensing myself into something to either be a better athlete or do my job better. <laughs> like, Because I'm competitive and I'm like, I need yeah. to, to do better. But it's not even from that. It's also from a place of just wanting to push yourself to a point of like, I don't have a limit. Like, yeah, I'm going because yeah. I don't yeah. have a yeah exactly. that's that's like admirable that's, <laughs> that's some hard drive right there like that's insane i love that that's so insane so tell me a little bit more about um like maybe some other shifts that you experienced and maybe where like your resilience and your power was almost tested where you really had to like dig deep and go whoa i need to choose a side now like and like, I, I'm stuck. Like, I don't know. There's so much happening. I don't know who I am or, you know what I mean? If you've ever had a point where that inner power didn't really come out or you had to go and really go and get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do honestly a lot of times where like I've had to, to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I guess, what's a big one? I guess I've moved a lot. So, um, when I graduated university, I had gone to Ottawa because that's where the best track club in the country was. So if you want to be the best, you got to train with the best. So I went to where the best in Canada was. Um, and it was like, every time I've moved, I've moved to a city where I don't know anybody. I'm literally by myself. It's the same thing when I went to university for Halifax. I'm from New Brunswick. Most people went to school at UMB. Um, there was one person from my graduating class that went to Dell besides me. And then when I moved to Ottawa, it was like a big jump. Actually, when I moved to Ottawa, I, I was actually engaged. <laughs> and I chose to leave the relationship because he was in the military. And I didn't want to be where he was based. So I just kind of made this huge decision that I want to put myself first and not stay in a place for his, his career. And I wanted to continue on my journey as an athlete for myself, um, kind of by myself because I had been in that relationship since high school so he was my high school sweetheart mm -hmm. and it's not that he's like a bad person or we were arguing or it just didn't work out it was just literally like I need to do more for myself at this point in my life so mm -hmm. I moved to Ottawa the only people I knew knew who moved like knew that I had moved to Ottawa were my grandparents I didn't even wow. tell him where I was going I changed my phone number I didn't tell anybody I just like 
restarted and not because I was like hiding from anybody or anything but like at that time I felt like that's what I needed to do just to like go train do me be happy not know anybody so that was like a huge shift in my life that was like honestly when I was in university everyone knew where I was I had my friends but when I first moved to Ottawa it was like all right here we are let's let's go to the track (laughs) but yeah there there was that and then I ended up in Vancouver. I, all my moves have been so, like, not planned. Um, I, <laughs> I moved from Ottawa to Vancouver after four years in Ottawa. So I spent four years in Halifax, four years in Ottawa. Then I moved to Vancouver. And the reason why I ended up in Vancouver is because I was coaching Legion Nationals. So I, went, I was coaching track for a provincial team at Nationals. Mm-hmm. And it was in Vancouver. So we got to spend a week in Vancouver. And I was like, oh, my gosh it's beautiful here. I want to be here by the time the Olympics come. And I want to enjoy the Olympics in Vancouver because the Olympics were going to be in Vancouver. And I was like, I'm going to move to Vancouver for the Olympics. And I moved to Vancouver (laughs) and I lived in Vancouver during the Olympics. And when I was in Vancouver, I was just working as a personal trainer. I was working evenings in a bar, like as a, like a coat check girl. And I did like beer barrel and I bartended. Um, But again, like I moved on a whim didn't know anybody really in Vancouver a few track people like that I knew from track but Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like I had family there my family's on the complete other side of the country but I simply went because I was like it's beautiful I'm gonna make a decision I want to be here for the Olympics and up and I was kind of just four years in Ottawa and I'm like okay we're good let's let's go to Vancouver now (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yeah so I lived in Vancouver and then four years there my four years there was a good four years. I worked as a kinesiologist. Um, I did personal training. I worked in the nightclub, like I said, and then mm-hmm. um, I traveled pretty much every weekend. I was going to LA. A lot of my best friends live in LA. Uh, I had clients that were in the NBA that would come and train with me. I would go train them. Um, traveled to Miami, Vegas mm-hmm. a million times. I went all over the place. Like I literally was like Vancouver hub, but like traveling all over the Mm -hmm. world. And I think each phase of those moves, like I kind of just was discovering more and more about myself and like who Mm -hmm. I wanted to be and learning more to become the athlete that I eventually would become like Mm -hmm. still, still am. Cause I don't think without any of those moves or any of those, I guess on a whim, I would have learned what I learned to be able to do what I'm doing now. So a lot of shifts as you would say yeah and what I love is you follow the shifts like these yeah. opportunities came up and I mean your intuition is on point because you're just in your trust in yourself and I don't know if you believe in a higher power or not but that's some deep trust of like I'm just gonna trust I'm just gonna do it yeah Damn. I mean from what I've learned it's like everything no matter how hard it is or at the moment like you might seem like this is like the worst thing that could pop to me and Actually, a friend of mine, I was having a really bad day the other day, and I saw him when I was walking my dogs, and I, was, I messaged him afterwards, and I'm like, sorry, I didn't stay and talk because I was just having a really bad day, and he's like, do you want to talk to me about it? And I was like, eh, not really. And then he goes, Alicia, how many hard things have you been through and, like, have gone through, and where does it compare to this? And I'm like, you're right. He's like, you can do, get through anything because you've been through so many different things. And it's like, each and everything that we go through, like, even if it's hard at the time, and it might seem like it's the end of the world, definitely 
I believe that it sets you up for what's meant to be and makes you a better person for what's to come kind of thing. And I'm like, now, anytime something happens, like, I try not to dwell on it. I try not to, mm-hmm. like, play victim or, like, always me. I'm just like, accept it for what it is. Like, it might suck or whatever, but I know, like, it's for a purpose. It's for happening mm-hmm. for a purpose. <laughs> wow, that's such a beautiful way of looking, of, uh, looking at life. I, I'm very mm-hmm. similar with that, too. So I think it it also helps to take off a lot of pressure that we tend to put on ourselves when we're mm-hmm. realizing that certain certain situations, certain circumstances that you just really, like, it's out of your control. And what yeah. you can do is surrender to it and just go, okay, well, I'm just going to go along for the ride, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And even, like, becoming, like, an IFBB pro, like, I, you knew me well when I was, like, chasing my pro card. I yeah. think. Um, but, like, each loss like I was so close and I don't think that any of those losses I should have won I mean at the time I was like I should have like I should have won like you know what I mean but like they set me up to create a physique that was worthy of a pro card and I wouldn't have the physique that I have now and I wouldn't have learned the things that I have learned if I hadn't gone through all of those loss like close losses (laughs) if I wouldn't have gone through all those shows if I would have just been given my card that first try at the Arnold Amateurs, when I thought I was going to win my pro cards for the first time, um, I wouldn't be the athlete that I am today. So it's like that with life, too. It's like, right. you know, if, if, you, if you succumb to something or, you know, whatever, it you never know, like, what's later on down the road that's meant to be. Like, so it's like everything's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'd love uh, I'd love to just highlight, I don't know about you, if this is this happens to you, too, but just to make it clear because there's this idea online on social media that everyone has perfect lives and you know people like (laughs) us have this kind of conversations people might make some some stories up in their minds of like oh well they must be so you know they must be so confident have so much like (laughs) power and wow that like you know they can just handle anything that comes to them knowing that that isn't like it doesn't take away from the fact that we do live very real life things we mm-hmm. do still like go through shit that like breaks our hearts and then we're like wait a second <laughs> you know like we do still go through a lot of real life stuff and i just really want to highlight that to know if like you agree with this because i i just i hate this this idea of like everything is perfect yeah 100 you know? i think i, show- <laughs> I, I showcase that on my my instagram my instagram used to be super fake don't get me wrong i used to like pretend i was shredded all year long and i used to pretend that i'm super happy but I'm one to now I, I speak my mind. I, I kind of bring people through the good and the bad, whether they like it or not. I don't care. But like, <laughs> I, I try not to say that like perfect person. Like there's times when my hair, my hair isn't brushed and it's not perfect. And there's times like we all go through like low points in our life and not everything is perfect. And I definitely, I, w- I want a lot of people to see that side, especially in the industry that I'm in. There's a lot of people who you wouldn't know that they, the way they're posting, that they don't even look like that right now. There's, yeah. and or, or there's a lot of false, false, I guess, information out there where people think that like it's realistic to look 6% yeah. body fat year long. And that's just not the case for everybody. And it's really hard hormonally. My goal with my clients, with my social, with everything is to just show people that not everything's perfect, not everything's amazing. And, you know, the real, the struggle, like, it's not like, 
it's not simply because when you see people on stage glammed up in a suit, yeah. you, you, you see that. You don't see, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. You don't see yeah. five meals a day. You don't see out with friends who are eating pizza and you're like sitting there like, where's my black coffee? <laughs> like, like, that's the reality of it. And yeah. it's like, not everything is perfect. And not every day I'm motivated. Like, I have discipline. There's, like, I was talking to my friend Ebony. She's a IFBB pro. And she's like, whether you're on stage or not, Alicia, you're so disciplined. Like, she's like, you don't miss workouts. You don't, like, I do everything I'm supposed to do. Like, a robot. I follow my coach's program to a T. And I hope, especially right now, because I haven't been on stage since 2019, that I can show people in this industry or who are interested in fitness that you don't have to compete every year. And for your health, it's best if you really don't, because yeah. it's a really hard sport to put your body through. And if you want longevity in the sport, you can't keep showing up prep after prep and barely changing when people are really reaching in their photos for a comparison. I hate that. It's like, scale the photo, put it to what it is. Did you really improve? Maybe not. Like, yeah. so why do a show back to back to back to back to back, compromising your health, take time off build a physique that's worthy of like a win in my case like i needed to i needed to just change my physique to fit the category now um and so how i'm gonna do that is i'm taking time off i'm losing muscle and sure right now i have more body fat than is kind of comfortable but it's like you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable to see what's next and i just hope Mm -hmm. that i can show people that it's not always like rainbows like you know, like, I don't love my roles, but I love how, how I'm going to look on stage in 2022 when hopefully I qualify for the Olympia and blow people out of the water. Oh. And, I t- and, I, and I took a good two and a half, three years yeah. to do that. Yeah. And the stage is still there. Like, I feel like I'm still motivating people, but I just hope that they see the reality of it. And that's, that's not reality to look like you're on the cover of a magazine every day. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And this is, I think you should, you're soaking, you're showcasing this a lot. And it's funny because it it's much more authentic. And I think people can feel that even though people think they want to just look at the pretty feeds and look at everybody's perfect lives. And, mm-hmm. but deep down, we're all just looking for that connection. We're just looking for like, oh, look, they're going through real life shit too. Just like I am like, oh, look, I can see myself in this person. And mm-hmm. then that's, that's like that soul, that deeper connection, right? That like, it transcends like race and all of these other labels. Cause it's just like, that's that connection. Okay. True. And I think you're yeah. doing such a great job of that. So that's, that's really cool that you've oh. been able to like get away from that, like perfect feed. And <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was like that though. I was like, gotta keep yeah. everything beautiful and consistent. And you know, I don't want to show people the the thicker Alicia, because yeah. I didn't, I didn't love the thicker Alicia, but you know what? Like that's life. Like that is mm-hmm. being an actual woman and being yeah. real. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not realistic to just look com- competitive all year. Like it's not, it's not healthy. There's so much like that. I wish I could go back and tell myself that before even starting the sport. I heard people say it, but I didn't really once you get to that point you love how you look that way and you love the compliments you get and you know that's great because it feeds your ego but then after a certain point from what I've learned for myself Mm -hmm. it's like I don't need my ego fed like that I'm Mm -hmm. quite comfortable in this body or my stage look now 
But before my ego needed that. You look yeah. amazing. You look great. I need, I needed that. And I, yeah. I don't need it anymore. Like, I mean, it's nice. I mean, but it's like, you can tell me I look, my face is fuller and I look beautiful and I'm still okay with it. Whereas before I'd get offended. I'd be like, Oh, I'm fat. But like, <laughs> but like now I'm totally like, this is how a woman's supposed to look. And mm. when I compete, that's how I look when I compete. And then if it's, it's just part of the process and now I'm okay with the process, but if I could like tell every single girl that gets into the industry with like being okay with the process, they need to be okay with the process first. I, mm -hmm. I would, I would run up to them and tell them like, make sure you're okay with the process. Cause you're not always going to look like what you look like in 12 weeks. Like mm -hmm. I just want to like shake people. <laughs> and when I see people like over dieting and trying to hold on to that condition, I'm like, but your health. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. And even some of the stuff you were saying, I'm like, wow, this could apply to so many other aspects of life, you know, True, just like yeah. make sure you love the process, make sure you're going to be able to go through the process because while you're at point A trying to get to point B, are you focusing on this point B? But like, you also have to enjoy that journey. You have to enjoy the process and make sure you fall in love with that too. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to love the process. Uh, that's so <laughs> no, no matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. No matter where in life you're, whatever you're doing, you have to enjoy the process. Yes. Actually, oh, I just saw I saw someone just sign in, Paulina, Pollyanna. She she's someone who has enjoyed the process, and she's had a beautiful journey. The girl who just came in, mm -hmm. I met her years ago. Now she's writing for Forbes magazine, so she's probably someone you okay. wanted to get on here. There she okay. is, she's waving. Yeah, that girl right there, her process and her journey and her story, more motivating than mine. Any day, any day, that girl, she's killing it. I'm like, Aww. it's like, but yeah, she's one of those people that's like, she's had a journey, but she's also had a process to get there, which mm -hmm. is beautiful too. But you're right, like that, that can be applied to anything. Mm, yes, and I'm loving that sisterhood right here where you're like, oh, I love it. Women supporting one another. <laughs> Yes. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. And she's just commenting. We both have come yeah. a long way. Oh, I that love we this. have. <laughs> I love this, Alicia. This is amazing. And yeah, I'm just like, it's really cool to even like, because I, I can see the difference, you know? Like when I interact with your work now, the energy is different from... Mm -hmm even from I think like when did we shoot like like 2018 like before 19, you... 2019 2019 after, right. after my pro debut yeah yes yes but even from then to now like the energy like when I interact with your work it's so different and it's mm -hmm. so much more just like open and welcoming and like hey I'm a real person and like yeah. I'm a badass and I, I do all of these things and I'm a real person and all these things represent just different parts of me yeah, 100%. Yeah, since then and now, like, I've let go of, like, so much negativity and just so, so many bad vibes and just now I feel like I'm more like myself now, if that makes sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. I love that. And something else, too, I love that you, and I said it before, like, I love that you follow your shifts. You surrender to them. And mm -hmm. I love that you're able to reflect back on like, whoa, like all of these different phases that I've gone through, they've kind of just like peeled back layers of who I am. Yeah, and... 100%. Ah, I love this. <laughs> but it's the one thing about all those shifts too and all the moves mm -hmm. that I've made because I have moved a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I've also learned to not hold on to material things. Like I don't put too much mm-hmm. attachment on it. Like every time I've moved, I've probably left, you know, a bed, a couch, furniture, clothes, giving away things. And it's like, yeah. as much as like material things are like, you know, you, you throw some value to it and it means something to you. Like I'm okay with letting go of older things to, to like to bring on the new things. And yeah. it's like my first couple of moves, I literally, I was, I was bringing textbooks with me. I was like, who knows how much I spent to like move in weight and then at like one point I was just like you know what I don't need this I can I bring my essentials and my necessities and then when I move it's I start I start fresh you you whatever yeah yeah so yeah so it it's been a shift in my whole life like doing all the all the different things that I have but I'm definitely changed and grew as a person during all of it but I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world (laughs) of course of course that's really cool um what would you say to somebody who is interacting with your work or how would you want somebody to feel when whether like in person online maybe at the grocery store (laughs) (laughs) um I think a lot of people um misinterpret me when they first meet me because I'm not one to like like I'm smiling now because I'm talking to you, but I know you. I'm also like we're laughing. But like when you meet me, I'm very like, yeah. <laughs> I text people. I'm terrible. I'm the worst texter in the world, and it's not because I don't like you. It's just because I don't know. Like I, if I answer the question and it's like okay, like is my answer like okay is my answer like I'm not trying to be short. I'm not trying to be rude. Like I don't know. I just answer and that's my answer. And it's like some people are like you're the worst texter in the world. So it's like it's like that sometimes when people first meet me, I'm like, I wouldn't call it like I, I'm shy, but it's like maybe I have a little bit of social anxiety or something. But like I'm a lot more quiet and reserved when you first meet me. And a lot of people are like, oh, Alicia's like a bitch or Alicia's whatever. And I'm like, did you even talk to me? Because like, mm-hmm. oh, first. First of all, when you meet me and we're in the gym and you say, like, I didn't say hi to you or wave to you, I didn't see you because I actually need glasses and I can't, I can't see, I, I wear glasses at night when I drive, but no other time. But if you're like more than like 10 feet in front of me, I, I see a, I see a shape. I see a shape. I, I do not see details. I don't know who you are until you're like right in front of me. I have no idea who you are. So I'm not the person that's going to be waving at you. How you doing? Because I don't see you. I'm actually blind. And <laughs> like my face is pretty serious most of the time. But yeah. usually I'm like thinking about what my next meal is. Did I give my, <laughs> did I give my dog his medication? And did I remember to lock my car? Like there's like pretty much those three things I'm always thinking about. Like did I give Sammy his medsy? Uh, he needs to take meds like twice a day. So sometimes oh. I'm like. I'm in a rush and I'm like, did I give him his pill? I don't know if I gave him his pill. Um, so it's like, and, and I don't see, and I don't see people because I really actually don't see people because I, I really should be wearing contacts or glasses all the time, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. so I, th- I think like a lot of people just misinterpret me when they first meet me because they're like, oh, she's so serious and intense, but it's like, I'm blind and I'm like literally out in La La Land thinking about like, the cost of tea in China like literally I'm probably <laughs> thinking about that like, like it's like yeah it's like you need to come up talk to me and then I'm like we're unfriendly <laughs> like but make the make the first move because I'm not coming to see 
you because I don't see you and <laughs> and I'm probably off thinking about like the next color of my competition suit so yeah. just like come come say hi so I think a lot of just people misinterpret me when they first meet me because they're like oh she's so serious but I'm like I'm really not like <laughs> in my own world but not in a bad way just kind of like literally out to lunch probably just thinking about like <laughs> the, the next set my dog and like food <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, I think most people who meet you in person, they're probably gonna know that the way you present yourself online is exactly how you present yourself in person. Hundred percent. There's no. I cannot fake anything. I'm so. Yeah. I'm a terrible liar. Like if if, if like I'm trying to lie, you know, because I'm like, uh, it's uh the uh it's the cable's red. Yeah. Yeah, it's red. Like it's bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, what what you get is what you see. I'm like the exact same person. <laughs> well, that's great because it just it just shows how it's it's easier for you to show up online, you know? Like we're talking about yeah, really this, this image that's presented of like everything is perfect, but for you just kind of like Yeah. Oh, uh, and and nine times out of ten, if you read a caption from me, yeah. copy it put it in Google and you'll find out what song I was listening to at that time. <laughs> like most of my captions are from songs I'm listening yeah. to. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like, I'm constantly listening to music and then when I'm inspired by like the music, then that becomes my caption. <laughs> mm, that's beautiful. And in a way you're sharing like your day. Probably. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really like that. That's, that's really cute. So, um, with all of these things that you've gone through and all of the hats that you wear right now, how important would you say wellness or like taking care of yourself and not just from like a physical standpoint, but like your mental health and your, your spiritual health, how important would you say that is for you? Or how do you, how do you honor yourself like as a whole? Yeah. You know, it's theoretically it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Do I practice that all the time? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm finding the more I go on this like journey of all the sports I've done, they're very individual, they're very intrinsic sports. And mm-hmm. I find the most successful I've been has when I've practiced things like journaling, manifestation, goal setting, every goal that I've literally written down mm-hmm. has, has come true. And sometimes you get so busy, I get away from that and I miss things and I don't journal and I don't schedule and plan and goal set. Mm-hmm. And I find that, um, you know, it's, it's so important and it's something that I need to spend more time on and even meditating. Like I find I used to do a lot more. Um, I do have like a busy mind, so I do find it harder, but I find like apps like calm and then mm-hmm. I have this, I don't even Head know what's a really good one too. <laughs> yeah, oh, and I have this, um, I'm going to show you. Oh, I can get out of my drawer. It's attached to something. Um, it's called the Muse. So it's like this thing. Mm, yeah, nice. and this is so interesting when it comes to focusing because when you use it and you're focused and you're like meditating properly you hear ocean waves and when your mind wanders you hear seagulls and the louder the seagull the louder the seagulls get like it measures your brain waves and the louder the seagulls get like the the more you become like oh no i'm 
thinking about the price of tea in China again. And when I, when I, when I do things like this and I journal, journal is yeah. huge. And when I write my goals down, I'm such more focused as an athlete mm-hmm. and a person and like, just, I vibrate on a higher level, I guess. Like I'm just yeah. more productive and things like that. Whereas if like, I'm not scheduling out my day, I'm not time blocking, I'm not journaling, getting my feelings out. I'm like a hot mess. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're able to I write think it's so important. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And one, one thing that I've done every year is I always, I go on Erin Condren. So I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, a, you can buy journals from her. Um, you can buy like day planners, like schedulers. And I buy like um, a planner every year, every new year. And I write my goal on the front page of the planner. Um, and every time that I've done that, whatever that goal is, has come true in 2018 it was like i will be an ifbb pro in 2018 and it came true mm-hmm. 20, 20 2019 i was like i will step on the ifbb pro stage as a pro stepped on and you know what last year i didn't put a goal on the ca- cover i put like alicia bell ifbb pro in a picture but no specific goal and like <laughs> i kind i didn't it was a weird year for me. Like yeah. not only did like COVID happen and stuff, but yeah. it was just like, it was a very strange, like I didn't have a direction. It felt like yeah. that was weird. So I just got my new one. I ordered it like two days ago with the goal on it. And it's like, I mean, I'll share it cause it's not a secret, but it's like 2022, mm-hmm. the comeback because it's going to be my comeback year. So my comeback to stage. So focused on that. So that's what my main focus is. And so I'm manifesting my, my comeback. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting thing that I've noticed. But literally every goal that I've written down has come true. Mm-hmm. When, and when I don't write anything down, not like I just just life. <laughs> like you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. there's nothing really to call home about. Like <laughs> so I think that goal setting is like a huge thing for me and it gives me more focus. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. And so you know when you're kind of having those moments or like a negative Nancy or something that just like isn't quite right, then you're like, mm, what am I not doing here? What yeah. like do I know I need to be doing, but I'm avoiding doing? Ah, yeah, that's 100%. so cool. And again, it goes back to like your discipline. You're so disciplined that you're even able to catch that. Because a lot yeah. of people are just like you said, just cruising through life and just going through life and knowing that something's off, but like, eh, okay, sh- why not? Like, whatever. So what? You know, but your discipline and your tenacity and your resilience is like, mm, let's go back to what works. Let's go back to what we know is going to Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, even if it's just like a little thing, but I find mm-hmm. that, like, it sounds so ridiculous. Like, it's like so simple when you say like goal setting or write a goal yeah. and people are like, oh yeah, whatever about it. But like, exactly. it it works. Like, I, I can't explain it. Maybe it just puts your, in a, you in a better mindset, but it's, yeah. it's something that I think everyone should do, whether the goal is huge, whether it's small incremental goals, but get it a big one, whatever works for you, write it down and put it somewhere where you can see it. Like, that's why I like putting it on my agenda because I schedule, I try and schedule out my day daily. And so every time I see that, I'm like, okay, this like, remind myself what I'm focusing on that, that year, really. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the light just changed because I had to plug in my phone. So oh, I, no, you're fine. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to be like, did it just get dark? Yeah. 
And then the year that I won my pro card, I also wrote it on my bathroom mirror, mm. but I kept losing. So I kept just changing the date. It's like, I will be an IFBB pro at the Arnold's in March and whatever mm. the date was. I lost. So I crossed it out. I'm like, I will be an IFBB pro in Toronto, whatever the date was. Didn't happen. Vancouver. But it, I didn't let it derail me. I just changed the goal yeah. to adapt to what happened. I didn't like get hung up on it. I was like, okay, this is when it's going to happen. Okay. It didn't happen. It's still happening. Yeah. Just editor. Like I just kept going. I didn't like erase it. You know what I mean? Like I just adjusted it. <laughs> I wasn't I like, I'm love that so much so something that I say a lot that I learned um, when I was getting certified as an LMP practitioner is that there's no such thing as failure it's only feedback so this is literally what you just demonstrated like what you were just talking about like every time you didn't win when you thought you were gonna win you took the feedback you're like okay so I'm gonna like you know the goal is still ultimately the same but maybe my approach the way I'm going about it maybe like something needs to change here maybe something needs to change there it doesn't mean the goal is not there I'm just adjusting it better with mm-hmm. the feedback that I received that's like mm-hmm. woman like can I study your brain because like <laughs> please do seriously <laughs> seriously well, yeah. I love that yeah so that was that was a that was a pretty cool thing like I actually have like pictures and like video of it but it's like yeah I literally just crossed off put a different different date and I was like right still happened in 2018 and if it didn't happen in Toronto I was prepared to to take it off and put Caribbean because there was one more show that year (laughs) it was like a pro qualifier in the Caribbean and I was like I'm going if this doesn't Uh. work out I love that. But I, I, love but that I didn't approach. have to. I got to leave it at Toronto <laughs> in October. And, and you just, again, that trust, you just didn't give up the faith because you were like, this is the goal. Like, this is the goal. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And also, you didn't let fear, and I'm sure you had moments where you were scared as hell, Like, but you didn't let that fear stop you. You used that as 100%. like the fuel, the motivation to keep you going. Yeah. Well, like I say to like a lot of my clients who are like, have, like prep's not easy. And I was like, I think I quit every prep like three times, but I never really quit. I was just like, I quit, but I don't like really quit. Yeah. My Frenchie's very needy. <laughs> People listen to the podcast are going to be like, what is that? <laughs> he just want to be in my lap, but he'll like, he's, he's like me. He like won't give up. Like. I don't know if you've ever met Frenchies, but they're the most stubborn dog breed in the entire world. <laughs> but I love them. She's just a big baby. So cute. So, cute. Um, so yeah, you just like, you didn't let the fear stop you. I think that's such a beautiful reminder too, because when you're doing something that's different or something that's new and it doesn't work out the first time you're doing it, most people, they just think, like, okay, well, that's just not for me. Yeah, okay, they well, give up like, so just, quick. Yeah, I'm just gonna give up, and it's almost like that. And sometimes they don't even start anything because that fear of failure keeps them from even making that first step. Yeah, yeah. I and I also always say like, my, with my my losses, like I every time I lost, I came back better. So it's mm-hmm. like like you said, like it's like a learning experience, and it's like not something to like give up when you lose. It's something to motivate you to keep going at whatever it is. Like it doesn't have to be like physical competition like yeah. it could be like you you want a certain job just because like one company rejected you that doesn't mean like all of them yes. are going to like somebody else is going to see your value just because yeah. one one company doesn't it doesn't mean i don't know 
doesn't mean Jeff Bezos isn't going to hire you and take you to the moon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he can be like, this is my girl. We're going. <laughs> you don't know that. If you give up, you'll never know. Yeah. I love that. I love that's a great analogy with the job because it's true. You know, if you apply for like a bunch of jobs and you have an interview that sucks and you're, you're just gonna be like, well, I guess I'm just gonna stop looking for a job. Like, yeah, no right, job right. wants me. Right? Back home. Like, like, no, you're gonna find a job. Like, it just might not be that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. That's such a beautiful way of looking at it. Um, so, we talked about how. Uh, in terms of like your wellness practice, like there's a lot of things that you you know it's like a non-negotiable for you. And there are some certain things where like life happens where you go like, oh, I'm not really doing this right now. So mm -hmm. are there like specific other things that you haven't mentioned yet, specific things that are like the non-negotiable for you? Like the one that you like, this is just something that like, I just, I like, I, I, I have to do it. Like I just, um, I just don't not do it. <laughs> I'm such a creature of habit. Like for me, I like I've been actually like trying to make it a point that like just because you're prepping or you're following a certain lifestyle doesn't mean you can't live life and hang out with your friends because there was a certain point when I was like living this lifestyle that I refused to like go do things um for various reasons but um now if someone asks me to do something I try my best to still go still be social but my non-negotiables like say it was my friend's birthday and I'm out till three in the morning then I have to drive an hour to get back to where I live it's four I will still get up and do my cardio at six or seven like I'll just nap later on in the day like my non-negotiables are like my cardio in the morning because it makes me feel good doesn't matter how tired I am it's like routine for me and I will never skip something that I'm supposed to do if my coach has written it down and I'm supposed to do it on that day I'm going to do it on that day um also like my diet I will never miss a meal I don't care how busy I am how unprepared I was for the day like say I had to rush out the door because I was like late I'll go buy tuna and a cucumber and eat tuna and a cucumber in my car like I'm not gonna just because I didn't bring my meal with me I'm not gonna not eat what I'm supposed to eat like I will always eat what I have to eat if I'm out with my friends and we're in a movie theater or I'm at my friend's house like I'm going to like sit down and eat whatever the heck I'm supposed to eat like, <laughs> non-negotiable I don't care if people are having a buffet I'm gonna eat my chicken and rice like it's I will always follow my diet I will always do my cardio I will always get my training in never never will I not I I can tell you since I started this I don't think I've ever missed a workout I don't think I've ever missed Cardi. Wow. Even when my back is like, I wouldn't recommend this for everybody, but like when I, my back seizes up sometimes and it cramps up, mm -hmm. I'll go to the gym and I will go on the elliptical and I'm bent over because my back hurts, but I'm still oh, doing my, work, my workout. Like I, I don't miss anything that I'm supposed to get done. Like mm -hmm. I am, no matter what's going on, I'll, I'll get it done. If I go to a show for a client to, to watch, I will wake up early. I will do my lift. I will do my cardio so I can be at the show for the day and not have to worry about it later. Um, always just, I've always been like that. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess that's what makes like, you know, me happy is knowing that mm -hmm. I've done everything. Like, especially when I compete, knowing when I got to that stage, like I did everything I was supposed to do. When I look to my left, look to my right, 
whether I'm first or last, I know I deserve that placing because I did everything I was supposed to do. There's nothing in question. So I think if I left anything in question, I would, I wouldn't be happy or satisfied. Mm -hmm. So I, I always, those are my non-negotiables with my diet, my training, my cardio. Like I will never not do those things. (laughs) And I love that you said it, it makes you happy yeah those things actually make you happy because for some people it may sound very severe like oh my gosh (laughs) but i always say when people are like oh i hate cardio well first of all i love cardio because i'm from a track background but it's a brain dump for me like i can get on the cardio machine whether it's 20 minutes or an hour that i have to do and i don't have to think about anything else besides my heart rate has to be 130 and i'm supposed to do five minutes of hit at the end like i can literally just shut my brain off and be like let's just get this done no matter what stress is going on in my life, it's like, I can just bring dump during cardio, yeah. phase it out and be done with it. And then I, you never feel bad after a workout or a cardio session. It makes you feel better. You might dread going into it. Your legs might be sore or whatever, but like, I'm sure you can attest to this. You always feel better yeah. after, no matter how <laughs> craptastic you feel going in. Like no one's ever regretted a workout. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. So, um, I trained with you legs one time at the gym. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I remember going home and going, I'm going to regret this so much tomorrow. <laughs> and I did. So and like she talks about when she trains, when she's doing her stuff, listen, she's really like doing her stuff. Like she's, <laughs> she's committed because my little yeah. legs at the time, I was like, oh no, what was I thinking? I think it was right after you won your, your pro card too. And I was like, what who why did i say yes to this? <laughs> <laughs> it was fun it's fun it's it, fun it was to fun work after. hard it was fun after maybe during i probably was saying some not so nice things in my head but <laughs> but it was fun after it was you're right you're right like, yeah you've never been after a workout unless like you're injured then clearly that's something else yeah. but, like... <laughs> absolutely like trust me it's yeah yeah no those are non- non-negotiables for me mm-hmm. uh, it's like oh and it's like i guess like my dogs like I love my morning walks with my dogs like I love it like I like getting up super early I like walking with them like they're just like you could be having the worst day in the world and then you like he's eating a basket right now but normally I love <laughs> you could be like the happiest person with Sammy stop it yeah <laughs> but I think yeah pets and kids they just kind of like lift up your mood a hundred percent like it's I just look at them and I'm like, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> anyway, yeah, little shits sometimes, but I love them. Oh, of course. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think my, my training, my cardio, my diet, and then like my dogs are like non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. So would you say that you're currently going through a shift right now? Or are you more like in transition? Or are you just kind of like in love with the... With the... I think I'm, <laughs> um, I feel like no matter what, like we're always going through shifts. Like mm-hmm. I think whether we recognize it or not, I think I've gone through like, I, I got went through, I guess the shift that I was talking about where I was like recognizing that it's okay to take time away from the stage and like, not just, not that I like was like out enjoying life, but yeah. just like, like a, there's a reason for every season and it was like yeah. there was a reason for me to be in such a long off season and it's gonna pay off next year mm-hmm. and I think I'm going through that shift but I also think on top of that I'm going through 
a shift in um the best way to put it in recognizing i don't want to put it without offending anybody but like recognizing where you're valued and going mm. and not staying where you're not valued and just going where you feel happy and where you feel that people respect and value you so like a shift of like stop trying to prove myself to people mm. and just know my worth if that yeah. makes sense so knowing my sense. knowing my value and what I can deliver for a lot of different things on a lot of different levels um and just not and putting aside and stop trying and just going with the flow where i i am i'm not feeling like uh less of a person but just yeah. like going where where i'm wanted <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah i think that's beautiful i think so many of us the past few years have realized that you know we we're, we're seeking that true community where you feel like you can be at home and having people on you where you feel like you can truly just be yourself and you don't need the mask you don't need the you know the you, you can just be yourself and know that like you're seen yeah. and you're you're loved just for being yourself absolutely 100% that's exactly what it is yeah. it's like uh i spent a lot of time trying to like you know get people to see my value when i shouldn't have to because i know the value that i have mm. so that's what i'm kind of shifting now is that yeah. mindset where it's like look at me but what about me I can do this I do these things yeah. I'm so great where I can like be over here and just be myself and people will recognize the things that I've done and I'm willing to do and how mm -hmm. I how 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 important I am I guess <laughs> mm -hmm. well I think a lot of us know it like from here we know it from like our brain and like you know we know this but to apply it right to like actually embody yeah. this it's a whole different journey because you're not just knowing it from your head or like, Oh, you know, well, like I should have boundaries or like, I should, you know, but then to apply it and actually embody where like the situations come up where you really have to, you know, be firm in your boundaries where it becomes almost like second nature where you don't have to think about it. It just, you're mm -hmm. just being yourself. Yeah. Knowing that like, yeah, this is just what it is. It's just the way yeah. of being. Yeah. yeah. Game. Over here, living my truth and not trying to prove anything. <laughs> That's such a beautiful, beautiful face to be in. And I think we're seeing a lot of people going through exactly the same things. I think mm -hmm. with last year, where so many people had the time to be by themselves, like you've talked about how you, because you've been an athlete that you've never really had to like depend on other people. You've only just, you know, put yourself first. So you're mm -hmm. used to being by yourself and knowing yourself internally. Oh, trust me. But... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I did the whole pandemic by myself. Trust me, I'm. But for a lot of people, for a lot of people, it was a shock. For a lot of people, mm -hmm. they never took the time to do that, so it was a shock for them to be, you know, like, "Holy crap, who am I? Like, I don't even know who yeah. I am. I'm like going to the movies every Friday and doing this and doing that. Right? Yeah. No, I'm I'm very comfortable doing things alone. I actually went to the movies last week by myself. Like, there we go. It's all good. <laughs> That's really beautiful. I love that. Um, oh, wow. I don't know what else to ask. I feel like we went so deep into so many, <laughs> so many different areas, but it all I'm, like I'm an open book. I'm an open book. <laughs> I love this. I love this. So, yeah. Would you, like, is there, like, any wisdom or anything? Actually, no. I just, I have one question. So, yep. if you can think back of, like, all of the shifts that you've gone through or all of the phases that you've gone through, 
what would you say you would have needed at the time? What would you say that like, if you could have like a, a like a mentor or somebody to to guide you or whatever it is, like what would you do? You think you would have needed at the time? If that makes sense. Mm, I guess I wish that I would have had. There was a lot of times where I was like, I spent a lot of time like sleepless nights worrying about certain things or certain situations, and I wish that I had that like little elf on my shoulder just being like, because. I don't, I'm not really close to my family. I don't, when something goes on with me, I don't really confide in many people. I pretty much keep it all to myself. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had that someone or that, that little voice to be like, hey, Alicia, it's going to be okay. And it's, it's, you're meant to go through this, but everything's going to be okay. Because like, I think I said before, like sometimes when you're going through things, you feel like it's like the end of the world yeah. and you spend so much time dwelling on it and it keeps you up at night. You have sleepless nights, but it's like, I look back on those events and those times in my life now and I'm like, you were always going to get through that. Like, it was just a phase. It was just like, you know, months of X, Y, and Z that had to happen. And if they didn't happen, you wouldn't be who you are today. So I wish I had someone telling me like, it's going to be okay. Like whatever today you think is like the end of the world is not the end of the world. Like it is something that you have to, to go through so you can grow into what you're supposed to do next. So mm. I kind of wish I could have been telling myself that at the time, but when I'm at the time, I'm like, the world is over. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm never going to do this again or like whatever is going on. It's like you, you look back and reflect and it's like, oh man, like you got through it. You'll get through it. It's, yeah. it's going to be okay. And I feel like I'm, but not that I've wasted, but I've wasted time dwelling on things that I probably should have just let go so mm -hmm. I wish I had someone tell me like just let go this is it's something that has to happen everything's gonna work out like but you know lessons learned and you know like but it's just like you look back and you're like dang like how many months was I like stressed about this and now look at me <laughs> like yeah but yeah yeah you know I guess it's just like each shift there's always like something like traumatic or dramatic that ends up being like a sprinkle in the wind <laughs> the doorway I always say that's like it's almost uh it's the opportunity in the doorway right yeah yeah the attention to those things because I, I truly believe that another pattern that I'm seeing the more I do these talks <laughs> there's like all these patterns I'm like well clearly there's something here <laughs> yeah it definitely. has taken something like traumatic to almost like put us at the almost like at the deep end of certain emotions or certain mm -hmm. vibration you could say and yeah. like what you know it like breaks it open when it's like it goes so deep into that emotion into the, whatever the circumstance is and it's almost like that's the gateway that's the doorway to like okay now let's see who you really are and peel off that layer yeah 100% and it's like you know sometimes it's like events happen or certain people come into your life and they come for a reason and it's like a specific season and you learn from that experience or that event and then you just you you take that with you and it helps you become whatever's next and I think mm -hmm. that I definitely learned that along the way and I just wish that this Alicia was telling that Alicia this stuff <laughs> 
because at the time I'm like, my world's ending. Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, such a great reminder. Well, Alicia, um, if there's anything else you want to say, this was beautiful. <laughs> if you have any, um, I don't know, like any programs or anything you want to talk about. Well, I'm always accepting clients, whether you're transformation or off season or prep. So if you're looking for a coach, that'll keep it real with you. Um, but no, this was lovely. I really mm-hmm. like appreciate you having me on and I hope I get to see you soon. Yes. I don't think we're going to come for the Toronto Pro Show anymore. Um, yeah. But next not... year, we're going to, obviously, we're going to be in that. We're going to be, hopefully, everything's working and we can come yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, I'll find some sort of, when I'm going to shoot with you guys again, I'll find some sort of crazy, outrageous crazy idea. idea. I, I like oh, to think outside God. the box. I try not to do, like, too much, like, the same stuff that everybody's doing, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Um. Actually, I think I told Nick that I wanted to do some sort of underwater or something. I don't know, something oh with water. Oh, my God. Girl, I can't swim. So. <laughs> I can't assist. <laughs> I can assist from the yeah. beach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I hope I get to see you soon because you're such a beautiful, wonderful person. And this was a really fun conversation. Oh, thank you so much. And obviously, it's a reflection. It was amazing to get to know like so much more of your story and just your perspective on how you see the world. And it just, it doesn't surprise me, all these things that you've gone through <laughs> and how it, it's shaped you and it's changed you into such a, like a well-rounded person who's literally just in for the ride of this adventure. A hundred percent. I just, I just literally hope that I can help people be the yeah. better version of themselves and teach them things that, you know, like I said, like, I wish I had someone telling me yeah. these things then. Like, that's all I want is one. I want people to be able to achieve their goals, but in the right way and to to not make the same mistakes that I have <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely and you're such you're you're being the evidence of this you're showing that like hey trust me like I've gone through this and like you got this whatever this is you've got this and yeah 100% oh love 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 thank you so much Alicia this was amazing um, <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you in Toronto or maybe you know yes. you come to Montreal you know what I need a trip to Montreal <laughs> I haven't been there in so long like since like 2019 everything is 2019 <laughs> 2019 i last competed 2019 we last shot 2019 last time i was in montreal apparently 2019 was like my last like year of things but 2022 2022 mm-hmm. the comeback the comeback everything in 2022 yeah oh my well we can't wait to see it and keep us updated i will i appreciate you <laughs> thank you all right have a lovely night you too bye Bye.